Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. Hey, Hey, have you ever thought of trying something new? Something new? Yes, in the junk journal world, something new. Um, Does it bring fear into your heart? Does your heart sing with joy? Are you excited about the possibility of something new? Um, There's a million and one ways to make a junk journal. And um, sometimes we get into this groove of making, we're, we're honing our skills and we're practicing lining up signatures, getting the cover straight, making our pages the right height, the right width, getting the spine to work correctly, making sure the whole thing doesn't fall apart. But sometimes we get into this, what I call the the creator groove, where we tend to start this little production line where we pop out similar things. Now, there's great value in that because we actually practice. And in, you know, like piano playing, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And then eventually you're going to hit a point where you got it. You know what I mean? You're just, okay, I get it. I know how to put together a journal and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Now... Now, maybe at that point, you're ready to venture off and try a few different things. Like maybe you're always making strictly paper journals and you're ready to branch into adding a little fabric. And you're wondering, how far can I go? Can I cover the cover in fabric, making it a hard cover with fabric cover? Or could I make a completely fabric cover and make a softy, squishy kind of journal? Can I even make fabric pages? Wow, I've seen that done and that that is really beautiful. And uh, you can do that with sewing and gluing. And um, it is, it is. if you haven't ever tried it, I, I, I say give it a go because it can be pretty cool. Um, a completely different animal, but definitely a junk journal and definitely a lot of fun to create this type of a book. Um, so what I'm suggesting is that if you get an inkling, maybe it's your little creative mind, your own personal creative genius saying, hey, let's try something a little edgy. Let's go out there and be a little wild. Let's let's use a color we don't normally use. Let's use some fabric. Maybe I'll dust off that old sewing machine I've been avoiding. Every time Pam brings it up, I, 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 I turn her off. I just, I, Pam, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Maybe this is your year. Maybe this is where it all comes together. Maybe you're going to make a fat, overstuffed, chunky monkey journal like you've never made before because you've always made the traditional type that sits like a regular book and you've never branched out into the other. Or maybe you're making chunky monkeys nonstop and you want to say, hey, maybe I'm going to dial it back a bit and just make some regular uh, style books that close like a normal book. Um, They're all good. They're all wonderful. And there's a reason why you're having that little feeling. It's your little creative genius monkey mind knocking on the inside of your skull going, hey, hey, don't ignore me. I'm giving you ideas and I want to try something new. And maybe you don't have all the supplies and maybe you never will. But just because I'm knocking on the inside of your skull means maybe 
it's time to try a little of this or a little of that. Maybe you've avoided glitter. You know, it happens. Maybe you've embraced glitter a little too much. You know, that happens too. Maybe you're a bling mama and you just want to put rhinestones and glitter all over everything. Maybe it's time to try muted, neutral, soft tones, um, tone upon tone, some vanillas and creams and things like that. Um, uh, maybe it's time to try a lap book. Maybe it's time to try um, an altered book or, um, you know, here we go, a smash book, a commonplace book, a, uh, all these different kinds of books that are out there. Um, a traveler's notebook, um, so many different kinds, a foldable brochure pocket portfolio flippy doo type of book. You know, there's um, uh, a million and one ways to make a journal and uh, I don't think that our hearts can rest until we've tried them all. Now, of course, it's not mandatory, and this is just playful fun. Um, But uh, sometimes um, you're just sitting there innocently making a book, and your little creative monkey genius is banging away on the inside of your skull, not letting you rest. You are perfectly fine. You have no idea why this happened. He just, or she, just came along and uh, is just all wackadoodle in there. And you're thinking, but wait, I'm right in the middle of this other project. Could you please wait until I am done? this other project because it's taken me forever to get to this far in this other project and if I jump ship now I may never come back to this project and it is possibly true you may never come back to that original project or you may you may say okay little monkey creative genius mind sit over here for a second and here's a banana I'm going to finish this project first and it's going to be okay because I will come back to you and I will address your needs Um, and we will see where we can go from there so I'm going to finish this now And okay, maybe that doesn't actually happen. Maybe you just say, you know what? I am so inspired. I want to run off and do that other thing right now. I just can't stand it. I just got to drop everything I'm doing and off you go um, into the sunset with your little creative monkey genius mind. (laughs) And um, uh, sometimes I think it's important to remember to remember why we craft, why we're even playing with these papers and that because sometimes we get so darn serious about it. You know what I mean? So really super serious. Um, we forget that it's it's to have some enjoyment, to have some fun, to maybe make some fun and functional products um, or, or things that we can just use around the house, maybe a little notepad or a little grocery list book or uh, something to write my travels of the summer in, something like that. And maybe we like to gift these things to others as well. Um, but um, innately, there needs to be the joy in there or, you know, just go and buy it. You know, I mean, if it's if it's going to really bend you out of shape, just go and buy something. I mean, like I say, there's always gift cards. If you're if the thing is not going to be completed by the birthday, by the Christmas, by the due date of the baby, whatever it is, it's okay to give them a gift card. It's our backup plan. It's our safety net. And it is there for particularly these reasons. They may have to wait a season. You know, it's okay. But um, uh, the worst, I, I think the worst thing you can do is try and force your way to finish something. I think that's when things fall apart and don't feel good. And then you don't enjoy the process anymore. And then you don't want to craft anymore because it was a painful experience. And I don't want that for you. I want you to have fun and frolic in your papers and always be drawn and pulled back to your papers. And sometimes you're going to make things that don't make any sense. You know, it's not going to be a project with 
a purpose. It's just going to be you sitting down, maybe doodling or maybe tearing some cardboard apart and seeing how you can decorate that weird piece of cardboard. Um, or And you don't even know what you're going to use it for. But next thing you know, you've got a box full of these cool little decorated pieces of cardboard and you're really excited about it. And now you're starting to see possibilities for those things. But you didn't in the beginning and you went in kind of blind. You were just trusting that little creative monkey genius and following it down that little path. Didn't know where you were going. Had no roadmap. You're just going. And um, it was quiet, hopefully, in the house. Or maybe not. Maybe it's noisy and you can just kind of shut everything off and just sink into your comfy little chair and craft away and uh, just watch beautiful things pour from your fingers. Um, And... uh, um, even if they're not so beautiful, it's okay. It's all good. And sometimes when it's not beautiful one day, you can come back to it and tweak it and add this and add a little stickle or add a little gold bow or add a little word or a number or, you know, my back, my file safe, put a bird on it, put a bird on it. And all of a sudden it's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, you're going to have all sorts of experiences when you craft and some are going to be amazing and that is what I think is the magnetism of crafting. It pulls us back to our tables, our little nests, our little areas where we make things and we and we just we can't wait till we get back there. And then there'll be other times where you sit down and you're thinking, I'm a foreigner here. I don't belong. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I have no ideas. My imagination has left the building. The monkey has packed up his little suitcase and he's moved out and I'm left with nothing. I've just got this pile of stuff around me and maybe there's so much stuff I feel overwhelmed and I don't even know where to begin. Um, I think that's a lot of us, you know, and I know I've certainly been there where I just look around and think, oh my God, I've got all this stuff. What am I going to do with it? I don't even know where to begin. What should I make? Should I make a journal? Should I make a little notebook? Should I make a a portfolio? Should I make a a bunch of greeting cards? Should I make just little decorative things to go on journals? What's a, a crafter to do? The good news is it's all paper and you really can't go wrong in any direction because even if you don't have a purpose for it today, You might have a purpose for it a little later on down the road. And that's kind of a cool thing. Um, You're going to have ideas that haven't even been born yet. And what I want you to do is just remember your creative mind is always running. It's always thinking and it's always kind of what I, I picture like, like, grandma rocking in the chair and and it's grandma's knitting away and it doesn't matter whether I'm looking at grandma or I'm paying attention grandma is creating no matter what and your creative mind is kind of this constant little uh uh little thing that's going on in the background always looking for hey what if I did that what if I put a a rhinestone there what if I put a bobble there how about a let's decorate a safety pin for gosh sakes and see where that takes us today Maybe let's play with envelopes today and see where we go with that. How about some book pages? Let me grab a stack of book pages and just do crazy things with them. If there were no rules, what would I do? What would I do with a book page? What if it didn't matter what anybody thought? There was just me alone in the room with a book page (laughs) and some glue and some scissors and, you know, and a bird, a picture of a bird. (laughs) Hey, we can go places, right? Exactly. Um, so also with that little creative monkey, uh, imagination brain, um, are you willing to try new things? Are you really 
brave enough to grab a colored pencil and start drawing or doodling or coloring or shading with it, where before you thought that was for other people, you categorized yourself as the non-artist and you can only glue on things that are pre-designed, pre-decorated, and that's good enough. And, And maybe that's fine. And maybe your hands don't work so well. And maybe that in and of itself is a big step. And that's dandy. But maybe you think, well, I guess I could pick up a colored pencil and maybe I don't have to be Rembrandt or Leonardo or anybody like that, but maybe I could add a little color to a page. Maybe I could put a rubber stamp down and then color it in with colored pencil. Maybe I could write some uh, calligraphy styled words in colored pencil. Maybe I'm too scared to put them right on my journal and maybe I want to do it on a piece of copy paper first just to kind of see how it goes. And if I get a nice one or two, I could probably tear it off and use it. Maybe I could put pretty words like happy and joyous and smile and laughter and and uh, singing heart or whatever you'd like to put down and just practice writing those words in different stylized fonts. And uh, you might come up with a few. And maybe you're going to get brave and grab two colored pencils and put them in one hand and write the same word with two colored pencils in your hand. Sometimes you can you can um, put an elastic around the two pencils and that'll make it work as one pencil. And then you can you can get some fancy stuff going really fast in a in a, qu- a blink of an eye. I should show that on a video. Um, that's a fun thing to do if you've never played with that. And the other thing you can do, which makes your calligraphy look really cool, is you write it with the colored pencil, and maybe even with two colored pencils. And then you come along with a thin black marker, and you draw little border lines around it. And maybe only on the left side of every letter, but it's going to give some depth and shadow to the left side of your work. And all of a sudden, the world opens up, and you've got all these things you never thought about before, and you thought you had to have stamps that said journal. But all of a sudden now, you are handwriting, calligraphy writing in multicolors with shaded dark accents on the left, the word journal. And now you can do a whole page of those and now you have something to tear from and then you can add that to the front of your journals. And maybe you'll tear off that page and you'll layer uh, or that word on that page and you'll layer a few things behind it. Maybe you'll glue them all together or you might sew them together. Um, And next thing you know, you've got a little cluster that says journal and that would look very cute nested on any particular um, journal. So there's a lot of fun things that can be done and sometimes it's okay and it's actually a good thing to try something new and different because the only thing you're going to do is add to your repertoire you're going to add to your tool chest so that you have more to literally draw from uh, when you sit down and um, especially when you don't know what to do next or a project seems overwhelming first of all take the pressure off yourself it doesn't have to be completed it's okay if when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If it's not, like I said, you've got the gift cards. It's going to be okay. That you know, you're not going to fall through a hole in the earth because you didn't complete your junk journal on time. I promise you, it's never happened. Um, 
It maybe is sometimes disappointing if you haven't gotten the whole thing together like you had so grandly planned in your mind. And uh, just know that you are not alone. And this happens to everybody who makes junk journals. And uh, the one thing for sure um, I think is probably common Um, your first junk journal will take you the longest because you're uh, just learning how to do this stuff. You're just learning when you need to paperclip something and when it's okay just to hold it with your hand. You're just learning how to get those signatures lined up or construct that spine or or get that covered up open and close correctly. You're just figuring out how many signatures truly need to go in a one-inch spine. There's a lot of answers to that strange question. You'd think it would be an easy question. It's not, because everybody decorates a little bit differently. Some people heavily embellish and decorate. Uh, You need fewer pages and uh, signatures spaced farther apart. If you're a light decorator or it's merely a writing journal, you want to keep the signatures um, full of more pages uh, and uh, densely packed and then you can place the signatures uh, closer together Uh, so it's the little and also what you throw a curveball in there um, it depends the thickness of the actual paper that you're using to make your pages some paper is a lot thicker than other paper and it will bulk up a journal really fast the thicker cardstock, uh, not cardstock, but the thicker uh, scrapbook paper will do that. And if you're working with uh, um, a lightweight cardstock or something like that, it can it can really fill up quickly. Um, or if you're working with coffee dyed papers, they tend to have a warpily, crunchy sort of appeal to them. You can iron them, have fun, <laughs> or you can uh, flatten them with weight. Um, that's my particular favorite. Or you can do nothing to, to them at all and just store them squashed together in, in a flat area with maybe um, uh, like like the weight of themselves squeezed is, is flattening them out. Um, and they have a, a beautiful wavy texture. I always wonder why we're trying to banish it uh, out of the book because I think that when the paper swells, from being soaked in the coffee water, it when it dries, it doesn't dry evenly at the exact same time. And I think that's what creates the warple or the wrinkles in the paper um, or the waves in the dried paper. That's why it doesn't lie flat. I don't know that. I'm just guessing, but that's my theory. And um, I think it's kind of beautiful because it causes the pooling of the coffee pigment to be a little darker in other areas and lighter in, in different areas. And um, I think that it can... Um, Uh, give you some interesting texture and interesting um, feeling to your your books and your paper. It it just takes you on this roller coaster ride through there. So you're constantly feeling and touching the pages and and experiencing the nubbliness, the wonderful nubbliness of it all. And the, you know, the little um, velvet-like pelt of the pages, which completely changes from a regular copy paper um, it just gives you this, this, I don't know, it's just, it, it's a grand feeling. Um, and let's herald the grand copy paper of it all. There is nothing wrong with just plain copy paper. Um, it makes a beautiful writing surface. Uh, we've written and we've typed on, we've written on, we've copied on many things that have been read from copy paper. And um, it's a beautiful flat uh, surface, easy to write on. It can receive many different types of uh, medium on it. And uh, you can stamp on it, glue on it, punch it, color it, watercolor it, um, spray it, um, uh, 
paper punch it, um, glue things onto it. I mean, it's it's just it's really user friendly. So it's a great starting place if you don't know where to start, and you can always branch out from there. And what generally happens very quickly is you start to notice paper everywhere, and it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. It is ever present. It's not as present as it used to be. I think it was heavily present. I would say between the I, I'm just saying between the 50s and the 90s, right before the whole computer thing got started, there was a lot of paper everywhere. Do you remember going through stuff and and you would say, "My God, we've got to get, we got to do something with all this paper." Um, a lot of it would have been records, um, like old um, business records, school homework, art projects, um, the bills. I mean, you name it. There was paper, like books and and. Uh, letters we wrote to each other. I mean, just everything was paper, accounting things, um, just everywhere. And then all of a sudden it just started to disappear. And um, I think that's what makes it a little bit precious these days. It's just, uh, it harkens back to a time um, when life was different, before, really before computers. And um, um, we didn't really think much about paper. I think I think there were paper lovers out there, but I don't think it was as I can only speak for myself. But now that I see the scarcity of it, um, I see the reverie in it. Now to me, it's like, oh, look at that paper. Oh, this was somebody's homework from 1956. How amazing is that? And you just get this little peek into their life, and you can nuzzle in there and say, oh, look, they got a B. <laughs> and uh, oh, I just read this homework from this little girl. It was so cute, and she she wrote the most beautiful story of a um, a can of spinach on somebody's shelf at a kitchen in Poland and she was writing the journey of the spinach and how it got into the can and she was going through this whole um, journey of uh, the farm and where it was grown and cut down and stuff like that and it was this really beautiful story and the teacher wrote in the homework uh, she said you know this is a really wonderful story except you missed the entire uh, purpose of the uh, project um, it was uh, to learn about Poland and um I guess she missed the mark. She was just fascinated by the spinach. Can we hold that against her? I mean, she just fell in love with the spinach. Um, <laughs> but it was really well done. I should I should show you that on the video. It's really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so we can look back in time. I you wish I saved all my old homework. Um, you know, I, I hope you have some somewhere, maybe somewhere squirreled away. But save that and pull it out and take a look at it again because... There are worlds in that paper and stories and little expressions of who you are and how you were and what you thought and what life was like back then that cannot be replicated by Hollywood. It just cannot. Um, so I hope you had fun enjoying this little uh, uh, little tour through uh, the creative mind. Um, and maybe it brought some things to light. So from, uh, okay, we are coming to you from the craft room today. And there's, uh, we apparently is just me. I don't see Sonny anywhere. So he must be hanging out with Marie, uh, my mother-in-law and, uh, the great uh, treat master of it all. And, uh, but all is well, life is quiet. It's just a somber November day here. I'm hoping you're having a good time and maybe you're getting some crafting in and maybe you're going to say, it's okay if it's a gift card this year because, um, gosh darn it, you deserve to have fun. <laughs> I feel like, what, what is his name? Something Smiley from SNL. 
Um, but yeah, so um, thank you for everybody who comes and listens to these podcasts. I, I really, really, truly appreciate you spending the time here and hanging out and uh, just doing what you're doing. You know, I know you're doing things out there and you're getting it done and you're handling things and you're thinking about, hey, maybe you desi- deserve some fun time, some craft time too. So I hope you take it for yourself. Have a blast. And uh, for those who are, don't know, my videos on YouTube, uh, the Paper Outpost channel come out month. Uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. My podcasts come out Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're free to listen to. And um, I cover junk journaling, paper crafting, life of a crafter, and answering crafty questions. And I have a free monthly emailed newsletter where you get a free digital image emailed to you every month, and you get a checklist of supplies, a note from the bookmaker explaining what a junk journal is and how to use it, and you can change this and alter it and tuck it in the front of your junk journals to explain to people uh, what you have just given them and uh, it helps deal with that squirrely face that you get when you hand somebody a junk journal who doesn't know what one is. And um, you get updates from me, you get a peek at the new digi kits coming out and you get junk journal tips. So there you go. What are you waiting for? Um, and uh, I have an Etsy shop where I sell vintage digital uh, kits. Uh, they have five pages each. They're JPEGs and they're downloadable printables and they're all sorts of different themed topics. I think there's 126 different kits you can pick, pick from now. And I generally put out five new kits every month. And um, uh, and if you do not have a printer at home, I have started a print and mail service and it's very easy to do if you want to uh, uh, explore that option. Um, you just email me the list of uh, 10 names of DigiKits. I do them in batches of 10 if you I, you do the print and mail. And email your list to pam at the paperoutpost.com and I only need the first couple words of the name. And um, Or you can send it through Etsy e, um, message or to my email address. Either way is fine. And then you'd purchase the print and mail option on my Etsy page. And um, then I go ahead and I print those out for you. There is an extra charge for doing that to cover the um, uh, the labor, the printing, and the ink, and, and shipping, and all of that, of course. Um, but then um, I also have uh, fundals, uh, which are collections of uh, beautiful old paper, old ledger papers, postcards. Um, uh, you know, it's funny. I just fin- I just finished making a whole bunch, and I'm trying to remember what on earth was in them. Uh, beautiful hand dyed pages, book pages, unique pages interesting pages, all sorts of really fun and interesting stuff that you might uh, really enjoy uh, putting into a junk journal or just get lost in feeling the different textures and the types of papers that were used uh, many years ago. Um, They're all so different and they carry so much history. Um, uh, You might want to consider snatching up one of those. So uh, I do have some of those available in my Etsy shop. And what else? I have an Amazon shop where I put all my favorite tools and supplies. If you're looking for something, I had a nice lovely lady looking for some 3 inch eyelets that go with the uh, crocodile 2 big bite and um, I do have those listed in my Amazon shop so sometimes it's just you need a, lo- a place to start you know when you're looking like maybe you'll want those maybe you'll want different ones you'll want different colors whatever it is at least get you going and I, you can find me on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And all my links are locked, located down below in the description drop-down box below the videos and somewhere here on the podcast. And uh, um, if you find value and you had fun, please like, subscribe, and share, and click the bell. And uh, remember, the fun can be simple. And create with reckless abandon. You deserve some fun. So take care, everybody, and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.